Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we've got a Horus Heresy episode. It's our Libra Imperium Part 1, the 10,000. We're going to be talking about everything from blood games to sweeping up the throne room. I am joined with Alex once again. Pour one out for the Telemon. It's the Custodes coverage episode. Ooh. And we are also joined with uh, first time and our local tribune here, Scott. Great to be here. Welcome, welcome. I guess uh, kicking things off for the episode, we can jump into a little bit of hobby progress. Uh, I guess, Scott, what have you, uh, what have you been doing hobby-wise? How are things going with slow grow and all that? Logro has been doing good. I'm somewhat schizophrenic in my hobby and alternating between the Dark Angels and my Custodes, especially with the changes that we'll go into for Libra Imperium. I, I found that I need more infantry than I was used to in 1.0. So instead of my nine fists, I'm like, oh, okay, well, let's add some more guys. But it's it's helped me get my, my gold recipe down uh, better. And so just seeing the, the progress made has, has been great, especially with the slow grow. Oh, it's awesome to hear. Awesome to hear. And yourself, Alex, what have you been uh, cooking up? I've seen some pictures. Ravage, just trying to clean up my my uh, hobby room after like eight months of aggressive hobbying and not slowing down. But uh, I finally, you know, I kind of I, I finished my list for LVO. Um, I uh, I got to clean up uh, a bit of a. I guess I got a Sakarnarchus to to do some decals on and uh, a Proteus that I'm just finishing up. And uh, I realized last minute that I forgot to do the 10 uh, jump packs for my Accolade Palatine Blades. Oh. So I'm <laughs> ripping off my backpacks and magnetizing my, my jump packs so I can get them in place for LVO. But uh, other than that, I'm kind of, I've been I'm pretty slow on the hobby front for the last two months here leading up to Christmas, dragging my collective but it happens it happens i can definitely uh appreciate it. over the holidays myself i didn't really get a ton of stuff done uh, it's basically been lining up my imperial fists going through um adding all the extra details i'm starting to edge highlight all the black starting to get all the weapons kind of detailed and blocked out and just trying to take them from tabletop to that next level uh standard which you know, really helps the models pop on the board. Um, if you're keeping up with our socials, you'll see little pictures and stuff that I'm sharing along the way. So, well, that's good. Yeah, it sounds sounds like overall everyone's uh, cranking out and getting a lot of stuff done, which is always nice, uh, especially if you can rope it into events like LVO or um, building up uh, locally here at home with our slow grow. It's just any hobby is good hobby, honestly, so it's a nice way to do it. Truth. Yeah. I guess jumping in for some meat and potatoes here. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Libra Imperium. This is our part one. It's going to be all about the 10,000, a.k.a. the Legio Custodes. And, well, I guess, I guess we can kind of just start with... Uh, kind of a basic overview i guess take us on this journey scott let us know how custodies are now in 2.0 sure so just for a little background i first got into warhammer with custodians i remember it's the last i think 10 minutes of seventh edition 
and um, Horse Heresy 1.0 was just starting with the, the burning of Prospero. And it was the latest grav tank. I remember seeing it on pre-orders for Forge World. And I was like, oh, I like the, the look of these guys. Read up on their lore, like this. And that tank looks sweet. Let's grab it. And I, I haven't looked back. So yeah, things have, have changed a lot from 1.0 to, to 2.0. Uh, some, some for the better, some not so much. But uh, either way, they've been a blast to play in, in both systems. And uh, looking forward to the future. One of the main changes um, that have happened is instead of back in 1.0, custodians, their warlords used to pick from uh, the regular uh, warlord traits. And right now they're they're reduced to just, well, not reduced. They're focused in on one and one only. That's golden exemplar. So the, the fluff reason for Ryan that is they're, they're not leaders. They, they, they follow and protect the emperor. So for them, it's any combat with at least one friendly model within 12 inch of their warlord uh, gains a bonus of plus one to the number of wounds for purposes of deciding which side has won the combat. And while engaged in a challenge, this warlord gains uh, plus one attacks and initiative. So in, in essence, for me, that, that really sums up what the custodians have changed to. They've really focused into a melee organized army. The, the, the point of them is to focus in, get across the board, get into close combat, win the close combat, sweep or, you know, already nuke them, and then move on to the next combat. And, you know, the, the stats reflect that. Like, their, their movement is eight. So unless you're, I think, white scars with their plus one, and I think some scouts with with the light subtype, if you're a Marine, they're coming for you, and they're, they're probably going to catch you. Um, toughness five. Everything's got two wounds except for a number of units that have three wounds. Like they can take a, a beating and keep on ticking. Cost-wise, they're expensive. Forty-five points for your standard custodian with spear or sword and shield, and then it goes up as you you pick more expensive units. Like uh, their terminators are, I think, seventy points base, seventy-five. And then uh, the Heteran, of course, are 70 points, and their jet bikes are a lovely 85 base. 85 base. Ooh, spicy. Spicy. And, you know, I've seen online the, the debate back and forth of whether or not they're, they're worth it or not. Um, they, they were definitely worth every single point in 1.0. Like, uh, one of my favorite units was the Athletic. You'd throw it onto your jet bike and... I'd, 90 points piece, you just go around shooting things. And because it had AP2, instant death, and armor bane, it was a Swiss army knife. It's like, okay, am I taking on multi-wound Mechanicum creatures? Great. Shoot him in the face. Oh, is it Horus and his Terminators? Well, I hope they like getting shot at 18 inches away. Or, oh, I'm facing a Spartan. Eat your armor bane. So, so th- th- they've changed that. I mean, it, uh, to be fair, with, with the jet bikes, the the Athletics still have most of those rules. It's just they've been shifted back to AP3. And quite frankly, that's happened with most of their shooting, is it's been shifted to more AP3, Tread, uh, the, the occasional AP1 gun on their, their main battle tanks, like the the Cronus or the Kalatus. But for the most part, it's you, you can see they're, they've been designed in such a way for 2.0 is to push them into melee. Oh, that's good. It, it kind of makes sense with the shooting kind of getting uh, reduced to AP3. I think a lot of that across the board has happened in terms of uh, 
like the big blasts on you know vindicators typhons whatnot although they're accompanied with the impressive like brutal three four uh, a lot of the shooting seems to be kind of toned down from what i from what i see anyways in general do you also want to comment maybe on their survivability uh the the two up plus the six up involved just as a base and how that's affected them mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like in 1.0, it was a five plus across the board, and now, unless you're carrying a shield, you're reduced to a six plus. Which I, I see why they they did it, and you know it, it's it, it helps tone them down a touch because they they can throw out a lot of damage. But if you're coming with AP2 weapons or rending weapons, you're going to be able to take out custodians. Well, in 1.0. They had a bit of a reputation of, you know, taking a lot of damage and just keep on coming. 2.0 custodians, at least from 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 my perspective, don't have that that same feeling. Like, well, Alex, you and I have played tons of games over 1.0 and a couple in 2.0. What's your thoughts on survivability for custodians? I, I would say it's definitely reduced from from 1.0. I think the flat six up versus a five up. But the other thing too is like the Presidium Shield gave solid access to a four up. Um, you know, you, you did have uh, was it was a reroll save previously as well. Yeah, it started with uh, just the reroll save, which it would give your standard sentinels the five up rerollable. But where the shenanigans always happened was. Where the uh, the tribune or the shield captains who had a base four up save add to the the shield and add a cyber familiar suddenly you're running around with a rerollable three up and Vulcan and Perturabo have worse saves than you and that had that had people scratching their heads. Yeah, and I think I think uh, like the the toughness five six up base with a two up save makes them really hard to deal with with ap3 armies like they just don't they don't die to bolter fire they don't die to ap3 templates um they're not getting doubled out for last cannons just stuff like that so you really the the two wounds on them now really um honestly makes it feel like they're more durable but not unkillable like they were in first edition like first edition and i gotta play dozens and dozens of games against custodians players in first edition and it always felt like i'm gonna throw everything at you and if i kill four it's a good time <laughs> and you know versus now like i'm, I'm killing consistently I'm consistently doing wounds so it's not as a it's not as bad of, a, of an experience i think in 2.0 which i think was a good design change um the other thing there i think the real big impact honestly as well was the the kind of wound bouncing that they could do in first edition that now they kind of can't do um it kind of so you're always you're always eliminating you do two wounds to a squad you're definitely knocking out a custodian guard now which is definitely makes it again feels like you're you're doing more you're accomplishing more when you're shooting them even if you're not doing a whole lot you're still at least accomplishing something which i think from an experience um gameplay wise it, it feels better to play against it doesn't feel as impossible to as a big of a climb up a hill every single time like it was in first edition but uh yeah, I think I think the survivability is still there. Like a, a flat two up with a f toughness five means, like I said, you're just not instant thing out. You're not killing them consistently with anything under AP two, um, and you're you've you're just gonna have to wear through it. And they are gonna get into combat. It's impossible to stop them from getting into combat. So you're gonna have to have like it's just you're they're gonna eat through you at some point. So it's just can you weather it? Which is a yeah, it's, it's an interesting design choice. Yeah, agreed. It, it's I, I feel like as you say, it's it's been a good change to 2.0 as a system, as a whole. Uh, 
that uh, there's no no longer the, the wound shenanigans. And, and you know, part of that's shifting them from characters to chosen warriors. So, and there's you know advantages disadvantages of chosen warriors. But as as you say, it's okay if I'm doing two wounds. Boom, there goes a guy. Instead of while well, I did nine wounds, and there's ten custodians, and one of them still health full health, and the other guys are going to are hanging on with one wound, and I'm still getting ten guys worth of damage spewing out in my face. So, but they've also bumped up the the killing capability of each individual custodian, which I I thought was an interesting choice. Like. The, the standard sentinel guard or custodian or yeah custodian guard or sentinel has four attacks base so on the charge you're at five if you're running into anything that triggers the nemesis rule which is uh, let me just pull it up here uh primark dreadnought monstrous reinforced bombard demon corrupted super heavy um value of five in weapon skill ballistic skill wounds or initiative they're getting a free attack so you've got five there, six on the charge. It just the sheer amount of dice they can throw out can be can be gnarly. So if if you are rolling hits, or if you know you've got cursed dice like some people in our meta, um, those dice still won't help you. But if if you're if you're able to hit hit things with just the sheer amount of dice you throw out, you're you're blending things in combat. Yeah, and to put that put that in context for most people. They hit harder than Praetors reliably um, per Custodian Guard, so it's like it's a it's a fifty point unit that in close combat hits harder than most HQ units um, and more reliably than most HQ units. Like they're not insta killing, but they are ripping through Marines uh, reliably. Like even highly specialized melee units will have a real hard time putting up against uh, an equal number of Custodians. And, and you know, lore wise and fluff wise, that's that makes sense. Like I don't have a big issue with that. Yeah, absolutely. They are weapon skill 5 across the board, right? Yeah, ballistic skill, yeah. weapon skill 5. The, the one change that, that I found interesting was, especially with the, the spears, the spears in 1.0 were, were hit and miss, because on the charge, they were AP2 plus 1 strength. But if you caught a custodian guard, whether you charge it or you held them in, in melee long enough, they just became basically a power sword, AP3 strength user. And again... Strength five isn't to be be sniffed at, but if you're able to hold them down, that is one way you could sweep custodians. But in in 2.0, where it's just flat plus one strength AP two, add initiative five. They're they're hitting before marines or hitting at the same time as most most heroes. And okay, yeah, you know, Lucius, let's say can can kill a couple of custodians, but if he kills two out of out of three. Uh, custodians for 150 points and the third guy gets him with all four attacks and, and kills him who came out better in, in that exchange no Lucius does kill custodian guards just so we're clear <laughs> <laughs> and, then he, and then he gets killed that does also happen it's a fair trade so I do want you, you kind of touch briefly on Nemesis units. Do you want to kind of go over this and, and the effect and, and who it applies to in, in the in the list? Sure. So I'll just pull it up. It's on for those following at home. It's on page seventeen of Liber Imperium. So Nemesis unit, uh, and th this uh, this rule is used by any of the Legio Custodes unit. But a Nemesis unit is defined as an enemy that fulfills at least one of the following conditions, uh, and it's one or more models with Primarch, Dreadnought monstrous reinforced bombard 
Daemon, Corrupted, Super Heavy, Unique, or Knight. And if the majority of the models in the unit have a value of five or more in weapon skill, ballistic skill, wounds, or initiative. So ironically, Phoenix Terminators will trigger this, but a Castlex won't. Uh, and of course, if the unit includes the enemy warlord. Hmm. <laughs> the two, the honest, real weird choice is bombard. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like they didn't get nerfed enough that like custodians <laughs> just get an extra, you know, dig. What has the poor Medusa done <laughs> to custodian? Right? <laughs> uh, awesome. But uh, so with the nemesis unit, um, all models with this special rule gain plus one attacks when locked in combat with a nemesis unit. And a unit composed entirely of models with this special rule gain an additional bonus of plus one to all charge rolls made when all targets of the charge are nemesis unit. So pay attention when your custodian player brings allies, because if he's sticking anti-crawl in his his uh, army, he doesn't get that bonus. Uh, when rolling to hit when in, while engaged with a nemesis unit, you never need to roll better than a four plus unless it's composed entirely of models with the primary unit type, or the attacking model is a challenge with a model that has a primary unit type. So if you're fighting Primarchs, you're, you hit them at, at your regular weapon skill. But any, mm. anything else, or quite frankly, if you're fighting a Primarch and it's retinue, you're hitting everything on fours. Which, especially so, in this weapon skill time, it's it, it, it's crazy. Th yeah, this is important because, like, I, you know, I, I, I mentioned Lucius, I play EC. Um, one of the things that I rely on as a gimmick is Sonic uh, Screamers, or Sonic Screechers for close combat it gives a negative one uh to hitting in the first round of close combat and you know uh the other thing is using um special ability of the phoenix terminators or palatines to to add plus one or, or plus one to the weapon skill when attempting to hit uh, hit the unit back so basically forces or you can force a unit to hit you on sixes in the first round of combat if you if you line those up or at least fives and Nemesis overrides that. It means you're always hitting on fours, no matter what happens. So you can't stack buffs or anything like that to reduce the effectiveness in the first round. They're always going to hit you on fours, no matter what you do, which is like is bonkers. And again, if you're if your primarchs if your primarchs in a retinue with anything, it, they still get to can't use Nemesis, so they always hit you on fours. So it means they're hitting your primarch on fours consistently, which is crazy. Yeah, no doubt. Um. What about uh, coming? The other thing you, you kind of touched on there is a little bit is like their movement eight now, and Nemesis gives plus one to the charge. So that does that give them that gives them plus two to the charge consistently plus against two. a weapon skill five unit? Yeah. So that's the, the other thing that makes them quite frankly terrifying. At least looking from my my change of view, because I'll, I'll run some games against myself and go, oh my shit, these guys are closing in. But yeah, they'll they'll consistently have plus two. Uh, bonus to their their charge. They they can't fail four inch charges, quite frankly. And then when you move on to let's say the Venatari, when they have the the jump packs and they're fourteen inches, or the jet bikes with sixteen inches, you can have this incredible threat radius. Like jet bikes, you know, they start, you move sixteen inches. They have, I think, is it over thirteen inches? It's plus three to the charge. Over fourteen, yeah. So they're they're yeah. plus three, plus one, so they're plus four to the charge. Yeah, yeah, so it's 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 not quite the lion's. I can't flub an eight-inch charge, but a six-inch guaranteed charge. How many how many armies would would cut off the left arm for that? Heck, that's I, like I a think of, that's a guaranteed eleven-inch charge, math-wise. Yeah, that's crazy. It's it's insane, and, and they hit so hard in close combat. Like 
you know, back in 1.0, at least for me, the, the, the best way to run custodians was play them as towns of the Emperor. And you have this, this rich mix of Sisters of Silence. You have, you know, your uh, shield captain or tribune running around with, with a little retinue, usually pretty small. And then, you know, folks and a lot of, of guns to hit with such speed at wherever you want in the enemy's army. But now with the changes to shooting and just the, the, the changes to melee, the the whole system feels like it's pointed towards you know running up, charging, and beating the snot out of your opponent. Like, even if you don't get a first turn charge, custodians at movement eight, and then with the changes to run, their initiative five. Suddenly you you see this custodian unit of moving eight, another five that's thirteen inches. You know, in, in a lot of the maps where it's twenty four inches between deployment zones, you're on the back foot thinking, okay, how am I, how am I going to to take care of this? Yeah, so realistically, you've got essentially one turn before they're in your face. You'll be getting two turn, like turn two charges across the board if you're going to be playing aggressive, which from the sounds of it, custodies are going to excel at, especially to get into combat to make sure you're going to be, you know, dealing that damage that you're now very well geared towards, especially in this meta with abundance of marines floating around yeah, now the one thing great. that they the, the one thing they don't have is access to a lot of stuff that gives rerolls for for hits so they're hitting you on a four four plus but that's it so unless you're pulling in you know shenanigans with getting a chaplain from an allied unit or an allied uh, space marine legion which slows them down your whatever they roll is what they roll now, there, there's some stuff like uh, Solarite Talons got changed from, in 1.0, they were plus 2 to your strength, but AP 3. They're super lightning claws. Now, there's just a flat AP 2 strength 5, or, yeah, strength 5, which is interesting because with any modifications to their strength, it won't affect their weapon. But strength 5 shred, especially on the amount of attacks uh, a normal Sentinel unit can throw out. That's Crazy. Gnarly. That's gnarly. Well, even Alex, I, I think, yeah, my first 2.0 game with Custodians was at the Slow Grove. It was 1,500 points, and it was against your your um, Emperor's Children. And I remember it because we both looked at our armies and we were like, okay, well, it's going to go either one of two ways. Are they going to get blown off the board within the first two, three turns? Or they're going to mulch the Emperor's Children in turn two or three. And uh, it, it got pretty close. Um your your last cannons. I can't remember, Alex. Were they sun killers or were they just the regular last cannon squad? Just heavy heavy sports with uh, MOS. Dirty old master signal, eh? Yeah, like they're good. Uh, it, it really like that. I think you know hindsight that with a smaller board like that, that game uh, really came down to the roll off. Unfortunately, um, like even with with a with a twenty four inch board with a with a Eight inch or twelve inch deployment, uh, the Agamatis would have made it in close combat first turn. So what did the uh, the jump troops there? I forget the name. So like, you know, I in that in that f it, there wasn't a whole lot of deployment options. We kind of just like if uh, if I got to shoot, it was gonna maybe go my way, and if I didn't, it was not probably gonna go my way. But um, I think um, I think on like I think unfortunately they are built for bigger games. I think in in like fifteen hundred points or less, they could get really abusive because they're 
it's 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 a coin toss like if i go first i'm going to charge you and that's it and if you go first then you may stand a chance in 1500 points but most most marine armies can't put up enough ap2 at 1500 points unless they're like iron warriors maybe to deal with with uh that much two up save coming at you turn one Agreed, especially if they're going for a, a take all comers, especially at the small levels, or even at 2,000. If you have you know, your standard marine army of your Praetor, his command squad retinue, uh, a good old heavy support squad, maybe some, some javelins with, with grav stuff, sure, you're able to you know, deal with many different threats, but you just don't have enough either in close combat or at range to deal with 2,000 points of custodians running up the board and screaming their heads off. Yeah, yeah. But I, at the same, oh, go ahead. Sorry. But but at the same at the same thing, what what I noticed at least at fifteen hundred points is they start running out of steam when they suffer losses. Like you know, Alex had some dreadnoughts. He had his heavy support. He had his his main block of terminators. And I remember you know running the numbers, looking at the board, and going, okay, I, I can either afford to go this way or that way. And if I succeed, great. Then I might have enough left in enough steam left in to take on the second group but if i pick wrong and take some more casualties from shooting i'm not going to have enough steam to to take the third step so step one step two and then step three just petered out and sure enough partly because of uh flubbing a reaction uh thing uh the the custodians missed missed their opportunity and, and got shot off the board but it was it was it was a give and take give and take I have often wondered how my Imperial Fist Army would perform against the Custodes list. Uh, I do have a lot of shooting, but not a ton of AP2. So it's always something I've kind of been thinking about and how the Bullet Storm's going to be able to deal with uh, some of those those armies that will be floating around. So I'm hoping to actually get a few games in against them during Slow Grow. Uh, the next phase here, once we jump up to 3,000, I think it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I also think it'll probably be one of the uh, harder games uh, for my army, because everything being 2-plus armor is definitely going to um, definitely going to hold its weight, I think, uh, compared to just mass fire. So, uh, infantry-wise, from what I've kind of read, they do seem to still have a lot of their potency, um, that they, you know, brought from 1.0, maybe not essentially the same rules, but, uh, vehicle wise, I know they've taken a little bit of a hit, uh, speaking primarily about, um, you know, the dreadnought and, uh, Telamon. Yeah. The dreadnoughts are, <clears throat> are in an interesting spot, like just, you know, playing Marine armies, um, whether it's my dark angels or it's seeing the army across the table. Dreadnoughts in 2.0 seem to have a, a big buff. Custodian Dreadnoughts feel like they're they're strange. They have all the advantages, all the boosts that Marine Dreadnoughts have, but you still get this feeling that it's not enough, almost. Like, you're pay, paying premium for them. So, like, let me pull up uh, the Spear Dread. For 250 points, you got a Movement 8 Dreadnought, Weapon skill 6, ballistic skill 5, strength 7, toughness 7, 6 wounds, initiative 4, and attack 4. But, but it almost feels like the f it's not... <laughs> Again, it, it's rich to, to, to come from, but 
it, it's almost not enough. Like only four attacks. You're like, oh well, I can spend 150 points and have three times as many attacks called AP two. And the dreadnoughts initiative four. So if if you're fighting other dreadnoughts, what, what I've I've usually found is you get a mutual kill, which if you're playing cheaper dread, uh, marine dreadnoughts versus custodian dreadnoughts, the, the the balance goes out and it's like okay, well, yeah, I killed his and he killed mine. But I spent 125 points more, especially when you add in like the the they, they got little guns you can add onto the the wrists, the, the destructors, another 15 points each. So a fully loaded Contemptor Dreadnought is about 280 points, and I'm trying to remember how much a a Marine Marine Dread is uh, on average around 205 to 215. Yeah, depending on your loadout. Yeah. Which again, and again, don't get me wrong. They're great. They're they're focused in close combat, but their range shooting is sort of meh. Like in one point the the spear had a las cannon strapped to it. Well, a custodian las cannon that gave you D three shots, thirty six inch range in AP two. Uh, but with the change of shooting in two it's now twenty four inches, a very solid assault three. But it's a last cannon with just AP3, not, not breaching 4+, plus, breaching 5+, plus, or running. It's just an AP3 last cannon. So at, at times, I kind of... I, I see why they did it, but I'm almost like, it's, it's still it's still last cannon. How is a last cannon AP3? But so, so that that for the, the Achilles... Honestly, I, I feel like the, the best of the three is the Contemptor Gladys Dreadnought. Just because it's got a... It's a big old shield, four up invuln, instant death on the sword. Like it, it's it's designed to run and just wing, kill marines, have a, a decent chance of of killing a, another dreadnought and then actually surviving. But 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 it's odd. They're they're in a in a very different place, especially when shield captains almost feel like they do their job but better at initiative five, especially with with some of their their weapon choices, hmm. but Alex, I, I brought the the spear dread target. What what do you think of it? Uh, underwhelmed. Like I was just looking, I was kind of comparing the two, and it is it is kind of a it's a weird take. Like, um, you're you're paying a lot of points for basically weapon skill five or weapon skills weapon skill six, I guess, because they have because they get access to Nemesis too, right? Yeah, uh, like the the Achilles is base weapon skill six with uh, his big fuck off spear, and you know the spear is instant death. Um, but yeah, and niche four is 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 bizarre. Um, it does when seem weird when everything the else rest is of like the army is a niche five. Yeah. Um. So like you're 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 always hitting on fives. Um. But you're hitting it. You're hitting you're hitting it at the same niche, which is just weird, and. I don't know. It just doesn't. It feels like a an overly priced marine contemptor. I agree with that. And then when you go to the to the sword and board version, they they lose weapon skill six, I believe, and they get weapon skill five. And they're a, they're a heavy sports choice. Is that right? Uh, no, they're still six, but yeah. So they yeah two thirty five and skill they're six. heavy support choice. Yeah. So they're they're fifteen points left, and they're heavy support choice, and they get sword and board, which is like the the lethality of the sword I don't think 
is more than the than the sword and board version and the sword and board version is more survivable for less points so uh, yeah just it seems it just seems like they're both in a weird spot because you know they are to your points got their you know they're on the low end, they're 35 points or 30 points more for a sword and board version compared to a, a, a normal Contemptor with a with a Melta Power Fist Plasma. So, like, I don't know. I think I think it's a reasonable. I think I I agree that the the Gladys is the best option because again, it is only 30 points more, and you're getting weapon skill six and a four up info out of that. So I think those are that's a that's a worthwhile thirty point increase compared to the the Achilles, where you're getting not any more lethal because he's he's instant death, but he doesn't have brutal. Uh, like a brutal three contemptor will just rip through him faster than he will kill him and, and, and kill him back. And you know you, you touched on on the brutal, and you know what th- that's what's been niggling at the back of my mind is it feels like they were built before brutal entered the system. Like if brutal wasn't a thing. Oh, these these guys would be amazing. They'd be better than most dreadnoughts because most dreadnoughts for space marines have strength eight, strength nine weaponry, which is good. But if you face a T five opponent, they're just it's it's bouncing off. But with the custodians having strength twelve spears or instant death swords, they're that tier above. But without brutal, it's like okay, well who who cares? I'm facing a, a custodian, a custodian hetarian guard who's got the two up six up. And if I survive with my dreadnought, then I just pile drive him with a brutal three. And all right, he—I I only caused one wound, but he's got to save three times. And the odds are you're you're into killing him with the, with those three hits right there because he's only relying on a six up save. So the, it, the other thing yeah, too is you've got like for for two hundred points for actually under two hundred points, you can take four custodian guard, and they're gonna have five attacks, six attacks on the charge, seven attacks, six attacks on the charge for sure against a, a, a contemptor. Yeah. Um, that's, that's insane. Six times four, 24 attacks. Um, they're all hitting one inch higher than the contemptor. They're all weapon skill five against weapon skills of five. So they're, they're hitting on fours and they're wounding on fours and they're AP two. So they're forcing saves on the contemptor before he strikes back. Honestly, I, I'd have to double check, but I'm pretty sure math is that 24 attacks, hitting on fours, winning on fours, 12, 12 hits, six wounds. That's enough to kill a contemptor before he hits you back, and it's ten points cheaper than a ten points cheaper than a marine contemptor, and it's almost it's you could afford five custodian guard for the same cost that you're playing for an Achilles, or sorry for a Gladys, and six custodian guard for what you're paying for an Achilles, and that's. 36 AP2 strength 7 attacks on the charge. Like, it's way more points efficient. Um, they just, like, they seem like they're in a, like, it was a bit of a screw up. Like, they're like, well, we need to make them the same points as Marines, but, like, they're gold, so we're going to add 20 points. Yeah, and that especially felt like it hit the, the Telamon. Like, it, it feels night and day. Like, I don't know. 1.0, it felt like they, they thought it was going to be like a, another Leviathan, you know, big, heavy, walks into combat, starts swinging. But it was just, you're playing too good at shooting because your two options were the uh, Culvern, the Elastis Culvern, which was an AP2, just m- beautiful for shooting Terminators because it was, uh, yeah, you'd have five shots each. So if you're sitting there, again, it costs around three, 
360, 380, somewhere in there. But you'd pump out 10 AP2 shots at 36 inches. In fact, one of my, my first times I, I took that gun is against Bill Space Wolf. And he had Russ running from pillar to post trying to you know ambush Valdor. And this Telemon just turns and obliterates his his bodyguard of command squads and Russ himself because it's just AP2 going through yeah. any involves they had. No feel, no pains. Who cares? And, and it's vicious. Or the and you know the arguments went back and forth, which was better. But my personal favorite was the storm cannon because you'd set them up. Again, it'd be expensive at four hundred, but quite frankly, they, they were worth it. You'd set up one or or two if you were in some of the higher point games, and you could reach out forty eight inches with seven shots apiece at AP three and just gun down marines. Or switch to the AP one version, and you're hitting tanks or Primarchs at strength nine AP one from seventy two inches, and just you know sitting there going snipe, 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 snipe. So part of me was going, especially as one comes out and the change to toughness for dreadnoughts. I'm thinking, holy cow, these Telemon are going to be going to be vicious because one their their main weakness was if you shook them, which was pretty easy to do with their special rule that took the um, the damage chart down a notch. And if you shook them, you had this very expensive 400 points paperweight that would hit on sixes instead of hitting on twos. And in my mind, is okay, well, if they're just going to port it over, that's going to be insane because you'll have, you know, toughness eight, eight wounds, and it'll just sit there gunning down army after army. And, you know, I was happy. Hooray, that that's not what happened in 2.0. And, I'm also sad because they went the complete opposite direction. Like it's 365 points base. It it feels, yeah, it, it feels like someone took the Leviathan points, said, "Well, it's gold. Slap on some extra points," but didn't change the weapons for 2.0. Like its fist has thunder instead of brutal. Like not even brutal too. It's just thunder. Um. The storm cannon is 12-inch range, on, and on a heavy movement six dreadnought against a smart opponent, you're hitting nothing. Because it'll just be, oh, okay, well, I keep 18.5 inches away from you at all times, and scuffle around the field, shoot at it. Oh, don't have to worry about a reaction back from this thing because it's too slow. And yeah, so I, I'm just not sure what their thought process was for it for 2.0, or, or quite frankly, if they had a process for it at all, if it was just, ah, you know, port it over 2.0, you know, let the guys deal with it as it, as it goes forward. We, we sold enough of these guys, just port it over, it's fine. <laughs> I, I, I may have had, I so, may have bought three in one, one go. So Forge World, Forge World has enjoyed my money. Let's just say that. Let's just say that. For someone who was abused by a Telemon for years, um, years, <laughs> Uh, brutally I don't, I, don't, I don't feel too bad uh, but on the other side like to, to, to you know pound for pound they have a, a very similar stat line to uh, tell or Leviathan with one more weapon skill um, and they had an inch four just hilarious uh, 365 so if you take the the elastics elastic accelerator two of them is 50 points 25 points a piece two of them would put you up to over 415. Um, with a 24-inch range, and all it is is heavy. I guess it'd be each each one is heavy for. Um, and again, I think the Elastis is probably the 
go-to for me personally. But the Elastis is 24-inch range, strength 8, uh, AP3, heavy 4, running 6. The nice thing is brutal too. Uh, you know, this is other than the Ultramarines, Custodians are the only army that have brutal on ranged weapons, um, which is hilarious considering it's AP3. So it's not, it's not like your poor Marines needed uh, two wounds per per invulnerable save that they don't have, but um, it does force a ton of saves for a heavy four weapon. The weird thing though is it just it doesn't feel like it's enough shots. Uh, strength eight, AP three, heavy heavy four feels like it's just you're not for twenty five points. You're not really getting good bang for your buck. And I really think honestly they screwed up the stats here. I, I think the the Elastis should have been like maybe a 16, 18 inch range more shots and the Arrakis storm cannon being 12 inch strength eight AP one heavy three Lance exoshock. It's, it's like, it's a, it's an anti-tank weapon that you can only shoot while you're within charge range. Like that's bizarre. It's like, it's like having a, it's like having a, an inferno pistol, a three shot inferno pistol. Yeah. It's kind of odd just from hearing it. Like I, I, I would like to see their uh, that heavy four almost more comparable to a storm cannon, and then the other weapon you were talking about, the AP one, twelve inch range. Essentially, they could have probably gotten away with giving it like a uh, was it cyclonic meltalance stat line would have made yeah. it a little bit better, right? Eighteen inch range. Yeah, absolutely. Like I look at and again, like I playing playing multiple armies here. I look at the comparison to what they did to the uh, the the last cannon. On the um, oh, no, this is gonna test me. The Mechanicum Thanatar, the Calyx, Thanatar Calyx. So it oh, went from amazing. strength ten, AP one, one shot, Exoshock, uh, in first edition. It's now thirty, or it's a, it's got a, a thirty-six inch range. So it's or no, 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 it's still full range. I think I'll have to check that. But it's it's heavy three now, Exoshock oh, four up, strength ten, AP one, like and. You're paying two hundred and seventy-five points for that. It's two, I think it was two fifty base or something like that. Plus, plus twenty points for the Calyx. Uh, that thing outshoots this dreadnought, the Telamon, and it's like almost a hundred, hundred and twenty points cheaper. Hmm. Um, yeah, with with, a, with stronger, it's strength 10, 48 inch range armor bane and shock pulse to boot. Shock pulse, sorry, not extra shock. There, sorry. Yeah, like it, it is trucking at 48, and this thing, and again, that's like it's basically it sits there and puts a triple last cannon shot and blows up whatever it hits. You know, you'd think that if they were going to design a Telemon to have like a long range shooting option to pop tanks or an option to pop tanks, it would be a long range shooting option. Even like it doesn't need to be heavy three, but that, maybe that was heavy handed, but maybe heavy one or heavy two. Or ordinance one, ordinance two. To to give it a twelve inch range just makes like you, there's no point in taking it. Like because if you're that range, you might as well just charge with your Cestus and punch something, and you'll do way more with that option than shooting it. Hmm. And the bolt launcher, and, and everyone forgets this, but the bolt launcher isn't that bad. But I, I still don't feel that it tips the the scales over. Like Leviathan, for comparison, has everyone usually just goes for the uh, Phosphex launcher, which is beautiful. EP2, you know, dumps a nice little template. You can pull it back and forth two inches. And the Speculus, it, it's decent, like 36 inch range, which is odd because everything else is 
you know, like I said, Alex, 12 inches or 24 inches, but it's got, it's strength six, it's AP4, heavy eight and pinning. So it, it's, it's decent and it, I can see it doing good work, but it just doesn't feel like the weapons of a 400 point dreadnought. So and, like, and it doesn't. The Spiculus is better than together. the Elastus. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy. Which, which is crazy. And it's free, right? You don't even have to pay for it. It just comes built in. Yeah. That's comes wild. comes stock. Like, just give me three Spiculus bolt launchers. Like here, my, my Telemon is heavy, heavy 32 pinning. Strength 6 AP4, 36 inch range. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be great. I'd take that. I'd take that seven days a week. But yeah, just like the Elastus just doesn't seem... Strength AP3 is really good at killing Marines. Don't get me wrong. But everything that Custodes does is good at killing Marines. And I don't think you want your 420 point Mega Dreadnought that's only moving six inches a turn walking up the table really good at killing something the rest of your army is really good at doing already. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah, it just makes it seem like it's got a redundant role. Although so, like, in, in Marine Armies, the, the Dreadnoughts being, like, so good and so point-efficient, Yeah, it's the opposite here, I think. Yeah, it sounds that way. It just seems... It does seem weird. The Initiative 4 is what really kind of boggles me a lot, and then obviously the low, the low movement on that Telamon. I think an 8-inch movement... Initiative five across the board for the dreads would have been probably nice. Yeah, they the only. And, and again, sometimes I wish I could be a fly on the wall of you know Nottingham or wherever they they cook up these rules. But but I can see people just thinking like, well, we don't want someone to take a custodian dreadnought and just waltz up to a marine dreadnought and just you know. Indiana Jones pull out its heart in front of it and be like, well, you died at initiative five. But the problem is, you know, like I said, Alex, is instead we have all these mini custodians running around ripping out contemptor hearts much, much easier at initiative five. Yeah. Especially when you cheaper. get some of the elites unit. Yeah, four cheaper at initiative five, and they're better doing it. Okay, so what about what about the tanks? Because I'm more interested in that take. Because I think I think the tanks are kind of a weird mid ground right now too. What's what's kind of weird just before we move on is comparably those custodian dreadnoughts. The Mara Gall is initiative five, and that dread I think is two sixty five. But like for points wise, that that thing's initiative five. It's weapon skill six. It is it is beating beating the crap out of. Space Marine regular contemptors, you would think that the Custodes one would be on that level as well. Yeah, Especially for and, the premium you're going to pay. And and again, you know, Santa's wish list. I'd love that extra initiative and some brutal on the weapons. But part of me also thinks either adding brutal or adding initiative would help with with the with the dreadnoughts. I'm not, I'm not sure. The Telemon definitely needs better ranged options because even even if we you know give the wish list and give it brutal two or three on its fists, I, I still don't think at three hundred sixty five points it makes its value back. Yeah. Like take um, well take the Leviathan at two seventy. How many how many guys do you see running around with with double claws now? You don't. You see them with the Cyclonic Meltalands, the Phosphax up top. And the snippy claw on the other, and uh, it's interesting. I, I would have thought there would have been more drop pod 
Leviathans, but I think with a lot of the Interceptor stuff, folks are swearing off that and instead just running their Dread up the board. But with an 18-inch Cyclonic Meltalance, you, you do have more push as opposed to if it's just, just fifth, you don't get your points back as readily or efficiently as with, with Leviathan. And I think the, the Telamon the Telamon is just too expensive and too short-ranged to make its points back. But still looks sexy. Yeah, it does. True. Looks nice. Oh yeah, it's it's a beautiful model. One of my favorites. Yeah, I'm a liar. It's also that Dreadnought Margul is only 240. Oh. <laughs> What's Sell your soul to chaos, it? folks. You get cheaper Pardon? and better Dreadnoughts. <laughs> what's the stat line on it? Great pitch. Yeah, what, well, what's the plasma cost? Is the plasma extra? Or? No, it's free. It's free. It's actually. Yeah, but isn't their ballistic skill terrible? Ballistic skill three, but I don't know. Personally, I don't think you run that with the plasma. You run it double fists because movement eight, weapon skill six, ballistic skill three, eh. strength seven, T seven, eight wounds, uh, initiative five, three attacks. Eight wounds. Yeah. Yeah. Strength nine, AP two, melee. It's got brutal two and murder strike five plus. So it's uh, yeah, very interesting. I, I'm I'm surprised it's the custody one's not more comparable. Yeah, and, and like I said before, it, it feels in an odd place. It has almost all the changes and almost all the upgrades that the Marines have, but it still feels a step or two short. Mm. But Tanks. Tanks. Oh, Stop yes. Tanks. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, again, like I said in the intro, the, the Kaleidos tank was, was my first model of 30k, and I've loved it ever since. Um, it, it was decent in 1.0. There's there a couple of folks who I think inflated it a little more than it it was like uh, I think well if you go on 1d4 chat I think the, they still have an entry where it's like oh it's a friend killer it murders any tank it goes against <laughs> and again it was, it was good but it wasn't that good like um, the Elastis back then was 72 inches um, AP2 and they had heli heliothermic detonation which I feel like was the first toe step into murderous strike or brutal just because once you shot something and you wounded it you would have to take a toughness test and if you failed instant death and, and you're gone and uh, and so that was on a, a couple of weapons but especially Iliastus, which was which was good especially when you're facing mechanicum um alex i'm <laughs> i'm sorry I, I i remember now a couple of times watching some of your multi-wound um robots dropping because it's like, oh, take a toughness test. What? Oh, okay. Fix rolled. All right, well, bye. But um, they've changed it now to, it's it's similar to the, the culverin that the, the Telemon has now, where it's 36 inch range, heavy three, I think, and brutal two with rending six up. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's in a very, very odd place. Like it'll kill Marines, great. But against two-up saves, and even against vehicles, it doesn't have quite the same punch it had. But it's, it's also one of the longer-ranged weapons of the Custodians at 36-inch range. 
But uh, I, I feel that the Blaze Cannon has improved in 2.0. Like in 1.0, it was uh, one shot or two. It was one or two shots. It was twin link, but it was strength 10, AP1, Exoshock 4. So when it when it hit, it did a, a ton of damage because you, you, you pen most things and then Exoshot, you, you got a 50-50 chance of doubling your pens. And then, of course, with AP1, you, you need a 5 and boom, something goes up. And so, you know, strong... Very strong in 1.0, but I, I I felt that it had the same problem that the Telemon weapons have now, which was just not enough shots. I don't know. Part of me feels like they they fixed that for the most part for the Blaze Cannon in in 2.0, because for 35 points on a 225 point model, you can get um, enhanced Arachnus Blaze Cannon. So strength nine, AP one, four shots, Exoshot six plus. But most importantly, is Lance. And I, I feel like that was one of the, the more positive changes with the Blaze weapons, was giving them Lance rather than the, the Exoshock at 4+. plus, Just because your, your, your pens are now more reliable. And it's just, what armor you have? Oh, trick question. I already know. It's 12. And if you're hitting things with Strength 9 against armor 12, you're, you're getting far more bang for your buck than, again, the, the more admittedly more flashy rules of 1.1 or 1.0, but in 2.0, it just feels much more reliable. It's weird. Like, they did lose, they lost twin length. Um, like, granted, they're always shooting on BS5, so you're hitting on twos most time, anyway. It kind of seems like a waste. But uh, it is weird that the enhanced Arachnus Blaze Cannon, you get, you lose 24 inch range. It goes down to 24 inch range, so you lose 24 inches of total range. You gain two shots, uh, though, to do that. But it forces your tank basically downfield, where if this is the only weapon you have that's 48 inch range, um, keep it at 48 inch range and just shoot twice. Because you're reliably penning anyway. It's like heavy two lance, exoshock six on strength nine is like, was that a three up pen? Yeah, three up pen on most things. Again, rip, Rhino's here. Yeah, four up pen, sorry. But yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's really good. I guess like you're, yeah, it, you're guaranteed like at least two to three pens, I guess, if you have heavy four, but you've got to be within 24 inches to do that. It's kind of, I don't know, it's a weird choice. And again, it's 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 one of those things, like like so it's it's good on a on a first first strike, like an alpha strike, like it's got movement 16. It's it's not fast, which I thought was odd. It had fast in 1.0, but it doesn't have fast in 2.0. But then again, you're you're snap shooting basically your your lastrum cannons in the front, and you're you're focus firing with with your main gun. Um, so let's see, 24, 16. So you've you've got again, what's that? 42 inches of of threat range. That's that's pretty good. But you can't sit in the backfield and, and snipe. So you you got to move up, and you know you're charging into the enemy's zone, which then means your your side and your flanks are are wide open to to counter shot. So if if you can hit something and kill it, great. But it's probably not going to survive the next couple of turns. Even you know, and it's good. Don't get me wrong. It's got you know front armor thirteen, side thirteen, a flare shield. Four hull points, so it, it can take some hits and keep trucking. But especially with the amount of las cannons in the game now, I I don't see it surviving past its its first 
break. So if, if you are going to use it, use it to hit something hard and don't get too attached to it because they're, they're going to focus on it and they're going to kill it. Especially with Sundering Lazcats now. Oh. Hmm, that sounds... Yeah, it definitely sounds a little bit reduced. Um, what about the uh, that big beast, the Orion? Oh, how's that thing looking? I, I haven't I haven't tried it yet, or the Aries. Um, when, when we get to bigger numbers in the slow grow, I, I think I'll pull I'll pull them out. Um, I, I like them, but I'm also scratching my head at a couple of things, like the Orion movement nineteen. Who, who puts movement 19? It's mm. like, okay, well, just put it at 18 or put it at 20. Because, And again, I, I sort of see why they did it is because you have to move half rounding down before you can drop your troops. So they want you basically to move nine inches and then drop out your guys. You can run up another eight inches and then attack something. But it just feels, it feels odd to put it at, at 19. Like, not 18, not 20. We're going to put it on 19. Um, it's, it's pretty good for the front and side armor. Seven hull points, uh, 13 armor, side 12, rear 11. It's got an eclipse shield, which is basically a souped-up flare shield. Um, it lost... No, no, it's still... No, yeah, it lost... It had an airy strike, but it looks like it lost that. As It's got a lot of heavy weaponry, like... I feel like the Orion and the Ares are going to be your heavy weapons, especially at range. Like it's got um, two of the heavy speckless bolt launchers. So that's the the heavy 12 version of the one that was on the, on the Telemon. Uh, it's got two hull mounted twin last and bolt cannons, which aren't as good as they were in 1.0. Cause they were AP three. They had the heliothermal detonation. Now they're, they're still strength six, but they've got AP four and shred. So mileage may vary on you know what what you get out, but they, you know they, they're still pretty reliable. They're going to wound stuff and they're going to hurt. Uh, and then they've got the two centerline mounted Arachnus heavy blaze cannons. So those are the strength ten two shot, forty eight inch range um, blaze cannons. So a, a lot of firepower and a transport boot. The one thing that sticks out to me is I don't feel like they expanded the transportation capacity properly. Because for it, back in 2.0, it had a uh, capacity of 24, and it still has 24 now, which is fine, except custodians are now bulky 3 rather than bulky 2 there in 1.0. So I don't know. Is, is it worth spending, how much is it, 600 points? to put in basically 24, eight guys max. Less if you're putting in Valdor, who's a Primarch, at four. Like, I, I don't know. It, it depends. You, is the 600 points better to, to give this transport that can get shot down with intercept or, you know, friggin' lightning comes out of the, the sky and shoots it? I don't know. I, I, I got to try it out to see. Hmm. What about the Aries? Aries. Oh. Aries is one of my, my favorite looking models just for the, <laughs> the 
the sheer size of its main gun. Like literally, this thing is two engines flapped to a frame that has this. I think it's like eight, ten-inch long las cannon that just goes down the center line of it. So it's it's similar to the Orion, similar stats, 19-inch move plus six kill five rear ten. Oh, so it's got a slightly weaker rear. But thankfully, it doesn't have. In 1.0, it had this crazy rule that if it did get penned from the back, it had a super super explosion and would lose much more hull points and just crash and burn. Um, but they took that out and they, you know, they put the price up to 650, which I think was fair. But it's got two of the heavy blaze cannons, just like the Orion, the Magna blaze cannon, which is the same except destroyer. So it's got all all the wonderful rules of destroyer. Damn. Uh, and then some firebomb clusters as well. So, I, I on paper it looks like it's honestly one of the harder hitting ranged custodian units, but that's not that's not a hard contest to win. And it's six hundred and fifty points. And mm-hmm. with just how Primarchs and Lord of Wars work now, unless we're playing a playing a truly enormous game. You're probably not going to see it in a in a list with Valdor, and, and Valdor feels like something you're going to take to fight at the Primarch. So if if you're facing big games and you're facing a Primarch, I'm not sure if this is worth the points for for shooting. But I don't know. We'll we'll take it for for a spin and we'll find out. In in isolation, in this like in a three thousand point type game, an Ares gunship seems like a bit too much of a point sink. Given that you're basically shooting six strength nine slash ten AP one weapons, but not in uh, isolation, this is the only destroyer weapon on a non-Titan platform, I believe. Other than two, uh, two or three of the new Imperial Guard tanks, or sorry, Astromil Charm tanks, um, that are almost twice its points. So like your most most destroyer weapons right now, you do not have access to in three thousand point lists. Full stop. They just don't exist. Um, best if you go to like thirty five hundred to four k, you could get access to a destroyer weapon. So this is the only weapon or the only unit in the game currently, I think, for this points for sub three k that gives you access to reliable destroyer weapons. The crazy thing is, it's on a flying platform. Um, so like for those of you. Who don't know destroyer weapons are basically brutal six like brutal d6 sorry so uh yeah if this thing hits you it's gonna kill you there's no, no way around it it's got it's got uh two sorry two i guess two centerline mounted directors please heavy heavy blaze cannons that's two four strength nine ap1 heavy two Lance exoshock six up shots then it's got the magna blaze cannon which is st- 48-inch Strength 10 AP1 Destroyer 2 Lance Exoshock 4 Plus. So <laughs> it's it's doing if if it hits twice, it's doing basically two D6 armor penetrations with Exo Exoshock 4 up. I would assume Exoshock 4 up on each one of those pens. That's the way I would read it. That's <laughs> like, gnarly. It's like that'll that'll that could blow up a Titan. If you did twelve pens and each one of those has a four up exoshock attached to it, like I mean, I'll settle for it blowing up a Pyron, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> a 
the poor Spartan would not would not see this coming. <laughs> no. <laughs> Spartan delete. Well, even if you're shooting against the Spartan's flare shield, you're like, okay, fine. I'm only strength nine against your front armor of twelve. And then you just roll up with, with like you say, Alex, twelve pens and you go, How many hull points do you have again? Um not twelve. So and and not to not to overshadow the two front mounted Infernus firebomb clusters, which are two seven inch strength six AP four templates. Like two seven inch templates every turn as well. That's crazy. Well, and that was the crazy thing is in 1.0, they were just one shots. And quite frankly, they, they weren't worth your time of day because you had to fly over someone to drop it down. And in the age of everyone had an Arcus, you're like, I don't think I want to do that and get a missile to the back. But yeah, if, if you're tossing out, like you say, these, these two seven inch blasts that ignore covers and you're just carpet bombing the place, it does work. Well, surprisingly enough, being massive blast too, considering across the board, most of the blast template sizes have been dropped. Everything kind of dropped down to like the the lesser tier, right? Like Vindicator's going to just a small blast and whatnot. So that's interesting. Lots so that's like, though. I have to do some quick math here. There's 38 square inches of coverage per template. <laughs> Like, just the volume of wounds that's going to throw out. Like, oh, whoo, my. Nothing's going through. <laughs> that's awesome. That is awesome. So, uh... Going back to tanks, I think um, both the Palace and the Cronus Grav Carrier are in, are at least in a similar headspace for, for where they are. Um, the, the Palace, for if folks don't know is sort of their basically their land speeder fast attack choice uh it, it's odd because unlike the javelin and the land speeders of the marines it didn't make the transfer over to wounds and toughness it's still three hull points with armor 11 front and side and, and rear 10 oh weird yeah it, it's weird it's a it's a vehicle it's skimmer and fast so in theory you can move it 16 inches and then is fast, you add another 16, or you add its movement doubled? Hmm. I think it's add movement double. So you're moving another 36 inches. So in theory, you can literally run up the long end of the board, turn one. So it's it, it's fast, and it's, it's 60 points. 60 points for one. Uh, it's got deep strike, outflank, uh, with a flare shield and a twin-linked blaze cannon. So the Arachnus Blaze Cannon is the, the reduced, I, I say this with uh, quote marks, reduced version of the, the Heavy Blaze Cannon. It's only 18 inches, strength 8, but it's got Lance, 2 shots, and AP 1. And oh, I, I feel like it's benefited the most because I remember in 1.0 when it was still strength 8, AP 1, and all that jazz, but you'd struggle against armor over... 13 so against your armor 13 it'd be uh, decent against 14 you'd be like well i'm i'm glancing but i'm not getting any of the the exoshock or the ap1 stuff that that i want it's just sort of okay i'll glance you to death inch by inch 
And, you know, there's exceptions. Like uh, the one time I, uh, I played a, a guy who had a, a knight as his Lord of War. And it took my entire... And my army at the time was, was all shooting. And it weathered an entire turn of shooting. And I was like, wow, you know, it saves run point. And then turn to my Cronus points its gun at it, hits it. No, someone else hit it, and so it's down one wound, and the Cronus hits it, and it's like, okay, it it pans, great. Oh, Exoshock, great, we've got another, so two pans, and I roll for max damage, and with having only six hull points left, it just banished. Uh, so I said, whoops, <laughs> here we go. But, and again, you know, that was on the, on the high side of its effectiveness, but for the most part, it wasn't as as reliable now in 2.0 with with lance i feel like this is much more reliable because you can have these 60 point speeders zipping around to the side of a spartan unloading two shots and going well you're you're armored 12 and you know it's that's what glancing on threes penning on fours you got a 50 50 chance of penning with two shots that's that's pretty good odds and if you you one in three shots you're exploding that spartan it, and you can take these things in, in a group of three. So three, it's 60, that's uh, 120. So for 180 points, you're just about guaranteed to explode a Spartan that's carrying your opponent's Primarch and his retinue squad, blows up, strength eight hits on all of them. Honestly, I feel like that's a pretty good bargain. Right that's there. insane, yeah. Like, how, how many hull points on each? Three, so you know it's it's pretty light with only front and side of of eleven, and uh, you know facing Ryan's uh, more Dathan, they were they were rending these things pretty easy, but for sixty points, this is honestly one of our best shooting units. Sixty points, like that's that's insane. I honestly would be running six of those in my army. I'm not even gonna lie, because those outperform uh, the Proteus. I think just in sheer points because the proteus with the double grab the way i'm running them uh greasy as hell is 85 points each so you're you're saving 75 points on a squad of three alone which is pretty good considering it's making everything lance and it's strength eight you said or strength yeah strength nine? eight ap1 that's pretty good man like i don't know that's so that is I very wanna- nice I don't want to gloss over that they can for 20 points more take an Adrathic Destructor, or sorry, Devastator, which is 18-inch strength, 6 AP3, heavy 2 instant death armor bane, and gets hot. So, like, stop, maybe don't think about taking, uh, start talking, not popping uh, Spartans, but, like, how about hunting other speeders? Yeah. Like... And it's it's too heavy, too instant death armor bane. Like, yeah, uh, you could easily do two that. Two shots each. You just like you put four shots or six shots from three of them into uh, into another speeder group. It would kill all three speeders instantly. Absolutely. Well, they're only three well, plus armor. It's three oh. plus with toughness five, and this yeah. is strength six, AP three. T five on instant Proteus, death. yeah, and T six on a javelin at four wounds. But your instant death, you're going to kill them. Yeah, so if you wound one, one gets through. It kills. It kills per, and it's two shots each. That's insane. But yeah, it is. I, I think. I think. Sorry, Scott. The math's off a little off because it's it's only strength eight on the smaller one. 
So it'd be fives, twelves, eight, five, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, yeah, yeah, five. Fives, fives to pen. But it's AP one, so if it pens on if three of them hit, you actually have a real decent shot. If you do roll a five or a six, you're gonna pop it. You're actually gonna blow it up. And if you're running, you know, like Bill says, if he's running six and you're just zipping around there going, how much do you spend for that super Spartan and, you know, dolled up your stuff? Yeah. Well, roll. There it goes. For for the <laughs> amount of points that you're throwing in, like two three-man squads, and you said 20 points each, it can get those instant death shots? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd probably go with that and just make them a an anti- uh, speeder unit to pretty much protect your stuff and then start picking on dreads. I do three of each. Three to, three three to each, pop. Yeah. Because like, with such a huge movement range, like 16 inch. That's wild. Forward deploy, 16 inch down the down the field gets you like right into someone's Scorpius. Yeah. Or, you know, Typhon or something like that sitting sitting midfield and Just three shots it, with yeah. that's Three shots a lot to actually have a good chance. Like all you gotta roll is two fives twice back to back on three shots. You're hitting on twos reliably. Okay, you're gonna hit with all three, and then actually, and you got twin linked anyway, so you're definitely hitting with all three. Then you gotta roll a five and a five with two dice, and you blow something up. Like it'll pop it. That's pretty good. It's pretty good odds. That's well, legit. and that's the interesting thing. Both its weapons are twin linked, so you you're you're getting the re roll. 99% of the time and not only does it have 60 movement but it's got deep strike and outflank and which is pretty potent especially in uh, a mostly deep strike in Custodes Force is what are you going to spend your reaction on or your intercept on shooting Faldor teleporting in with a bunch of terminators or uh, who cares about that piddly little uh, speeder that drops into my back line and, and then you know wait a turn suddenly what do you mean it just blew up my Scorpius Oh, it yeah. ducked in and just shot him. Well, and I, I think that's I think that's a really big thing to focus on is, especially with 2.0, 3K seems to be the norm. If you're spending less than 500 points for a dedicated two units that are going to deal with vehicles and dreads and other speeders, it, I don't know, it seems like a really, really good buy. Kind of jealous, I won't lie. Well, and it's crazy. 1.0, they were 100 points in book seven. And then in the FAQ, they got sort of kicked around and increased 110 points. But to have them 60 points in 2.0 is... That's crazy. It's it's a bargain. Now, it, its bigger cousin is the Corona's Grav Carrier. That's the one and only dedicated transport for custodians. A.K.A. the whale. Um, the the big old whale, it has five hull points to the palace's three. Flare shield, front armor 13, side 12, rear 10, uh, movement 16, ballistic skill 5. It has the, the same twin-linked blaze cannon as the palace, but it's also got uh, blast from twin-linked blast from bolt cannon in the chin. Uh, interestingly enough, though, it's a transport in anti-grav, not fast and skimmer, but 16-inch movement, and they boosted its transport capacity. I think for this one, they were thinking about the uh, the extra bulky. So it's at 18. Basically, they want you to carry six, just like back in, in 1.0. Um, it's got deep strike. It's got outflank. Uh, power of the machine spirit, so you can split up your shots as you please. It is uh, an assault uh, vehicle as well, yeah? No, 
no, it's not an assault vehicle. And frankly, I'm I'm happy for that because if it was an assault vehicle, um, custodians would be absolutely broken. Absolutely. Auto take for everything. Yeah. Auto take. You would take as many Cronus as you could fit. You would stuff them with five man squads, shield captain leading them. You would set them down on the tabletop and you would just ram them into your opponent's face. Yeah. Oh no, he shoots them, blows them up. Out tumbles your custodians, turn to charge. Easy. And again, five hull points. They they take a lot of a lot of shots to take down, especially with that flare shield. So they're they're and again they're they're not as janky as they were in one with with the the jink. Like I can't remember how many times people would shoot and they'd be like, well, flare shield's taking down your strengths and oh, I got a four up cover save and they, they just keep on trucking. So the, the, the removal of jink has, I think, hurt them a touch, but I think they're in a good spot, honestly. But I, I would say more for, for me, the Cronus is what I would put my custodian guard squads in, like the guys with the spears, just because they're uh, less survivable than the Sentinels, but you, you know you cruise around. It's it's basically an extra tank. You you sit in on a on an objective. You 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 claim the objectives. You, you shoot as you please, and you know if they get wrecked, they're you know a lovely piece of cover that your your spear guys can hide behind. Or if they're dismounting, you dismount. You you don't want really to get charged that turn, so you hide behind this gigantic whale that's. I can't remember if it's the same size as a Spartan, or it might even be slightly bigger. Either way, it's this gigantic piece of resin that it helps in a lot of different spots. That's awesome. Hmm. Oh, very interesting. Uh, how do they play right now? Scott, do you figure? Yeah. The Cronus? Custodians I, I, in I general. Custodians in general. Oh, I, I think the best way to explain that would be to go to the, the jet bikes and talk about them. Because for me, jet bikes were the 1.0 unit. And I think they got a lot of potential in 2.0. So the, the jet bikes in 1.0 were, oh gosh, how much were they? They were 75 points base. They had weapon skill, ballistic skill 5. Strength 5, Toughness 6, and 2 Wounds. And they had a 2-up save and a 5-up Invulnerable. Um, they had the regular amount of texting, that was 2 or 3. But they were armed with Power Lances. So, which were, ter they were, they were terrible. And, and again, I know a lot of armies would love to have an AP3 weapon on the charge. But, but they were terrible, because it was, it was too expensive to have as a combat unit. And I, I remember so many games where someone would just be like, oh, I'll just charge my tactical squad into you and hold you down for the rest of the game. But as a as a shooting unit, they were honestly point for point the best unit in 1.0. For 15 points you could get the the blaze or the not blaze cannon. The uh, athletic destructor, 18 inches, two shots, strength 6, but it, unlike its 2.0 counterpart, it was AP2 and it was just the Swiss army knife of gutting any army you came across. Now, some preferred the Corvus Laz Pulsar, which was more expensive at 35 points, but it gave you a 36-inch Laz Cannon with D3 shots, 
at AP2. And again, against Marine armies, that was pretty good because you would just fire out this, this mass of shots. And you, with your speed at 12 inches, you'd be able to you know keep outside of your opponent's range. But honestly, they were, they were some of the best units in 1.0 because you, you, you can't double them out at toughness 6. Like There was no strength 12 at the time. Instant death weapons were in very short supply. And quite frankly, because the custodians were sitting on the gigantic pile of instant death weapons at range. But as soon as you got into combat, they were toast. Um, and I feel like they turned that on its head in 2.0. Like, they're, they're 265 points for 3 in 2.0. And you can have another 7 Agamatis, which is interesting, because in 1.0, you could only get 6. But in 2.0, you can have a max of 10. So you can have up to 10 Agamatis, 70, uh, 85 points apiece. They come stock with a last from Bolt Cannon, which is basically a four-shot shredding strength six AP4 gun, um, which is actually pretty good, as I feel, for reactions. Uh, like against Ryan's Raven Guard, Corex charged a big group of jet bikes, and they gunned him down, which was which was uh, great, because if they had gotten into combat, I think he would have killed them. But um, Their save is worse now. Uh, they have the... Auric Demiplate, so they and the Venatari have this, so they only have only a 3-up save and a 6-up invuln. Uh, but they do have 3 wounds, so they're, they, they're in this odd place of tougher and yet more vulnerable than they were in, in 1.0. Um, and they only have one attack. And in, in the initial look-through and the initial discussions I've had with folks on the internet, a lot of Custodian players thought... They, they weren't worth it for shooting, and they weren't worth it for attacks. Because why would you take a 265-point unit base that only has one attack? Like, it's just, just crazy. Especially when, you know, as we said before, 150 points gets you tons of AP2 attacks. For me, the Jet Bike Squadron are the Hunter Killers. They're no longer a shooting unit. Like the, the last Pulsar, I feel, just isn't worth it for 35 points each. Like that, that turns your 85 point jet bike into, let's see, 90, 110 points with an AP3 ranged weapon. You've got better stuff, like, you know, the 60 point land yeah. speeders. Yeah, exactly. They come up and destroy, destroy tanks. But, and I don't know which madman, and, and if I ever find out, I will either shake his hand or, or push him off a cliff. But the <laughs> madman who designed their melee weapons changed it to a solarite power lance so if, if anyone plays white scars you know your your special lances that are strength 10 brutal is it two or three on the golden cash shake contos i can't remember I it, it's it's something funky but they're yeah. they're specifically limited to only one attack and on first read through i thought they were doing the same thing to the solarite power lances but they're not you you, you still get the charge advantage and especially against Nemesis units, you'll be getting that extra attack. But they gave it Sudden Strike 3. So you're, mm. you're getting, again, the, they're, they're, they're not going to survive long in combat. But I ask you, do they need to last through combat if they've already killed everything? Well, that's just you, it, yeah. Because in a squad of five, you got 15 initiative eight attacks on the charge against you know let's say it's fulgrim and some phoenix terminators yeah. with five guys you got 
15 attacks, initiative 8, AP 1, strength 10 with armor bane. So they're just riding up to whether it's dreads or two wound models and just charging them, lancing them down. I I feel like, yeah, I feel like they're in a good place. Now, anything that hits back at them with an AP3 weapon or better is going to kill them. But they're just vicious against Primarchs, against Dreadnoughts, against Retinue squads, especially Mm -hmm. if you have another squad of uh, Custodians joining in the fight, and it's like, okay, the I-8 attacks will wipe out their stuff, you know, their higher initiative stuff, let's say characters. Like, if you've got um, what's a good example? Well, let, let's take my Dark Angels. Let's say I'm running Chorus Wayne with just some regular Terminators. And I've managed to, to kill off their sergeant. Or, so he's the only character in, in the squad. If I challenge him to a duel, or let's say I'm facing your Imperial Fists, yeah. who have to take challenges. If you have only one character who's, let's say he's an Ish 5, and I'm thinking, oh, okay, I don't want Bill as an Ish 5 character to take out my, my custodians. Challenge with the chosen warrior jet bike and I'm hitting you three initiative steps in front of you. I just need you to fail one invulnerable and you're dead. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty wild. Uh, I was just looking up that the golden Kashig, the, yeah, the Contos power lance is brutal three sudden strike four. Brutal three is insane. What, str- what strength are they? Uh, strength is 10. Huh. AP one. Ah, I got your beat. Yeah, that's a gnarly squad. That's a gnarly squad, man. <laughs> and they still have the they still have the two up armor save on the on the golden keshig. <laughs> Probably do. Let me check. Yep. Still yep. have the best bikers in the universe. In the universe. That's wild. But yeah. Hmm? But but yeah, I, I feel like custodians have to. Be very careful with ranged fire, and if they're playing their units smart, you know, supporting each other, they can do so much damage. And and you know, when we played Alex, you you were very smart to target whatever could hit your line first, like if the Venatari or the Agamatis hit your line, turn one. I'm not sure you could have recovered from that, and and I think that goes for for any of the points levels if. If a jet bike squadron that's that's large enough, and again, I I feel like five to ten is the sweet spot for the the jet bikes, even though that's a very expensive squad. But that does put out enough attacks, especially with this strength ten business, that that they'll make their points back. And even if they get countercharged, they're still initiative five. And again, against rough stuff like a Primark, that's not going to help, but you should you should be smart enough to keep away from a Primark with a movement 16 unit. Yeah. yeah they kind of, it's an interesting, because they kind of have two, two roles, like, <clears throat> what I suspect you were using them for in our game was a tie-up unit. Like, they grab a, they grab a, they charge a tactical squad, or, or uh, I don't know, something, like a heavy sports squad, and just tie it up and it forces it to consolidate and it drags it out of alignment um, and kind of depositions the army or your opponent. Uh, but on their side, their perfect uh, javelin or a, a cruise missile is like, I want 
that Spartan to die, or I want that Dreadnought to die. It's like, here's, you know, 10, straight 10 AP1, uh, basically instant death attacks. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I think I think the the unfortunate side, or, or what what hits a little harder this edition, is uh, is Overwatch at full ballistic skill. So like this, you know, with with AP three, this thing charges a squad, uh, like a heavy support squad, either las cannons or something else. They Overwatch. There's a good chance they're all dead, or even like and again Volkite, like with strength six on on toughness five. Um, there's a reasonable chance that you're going to grind through enough wounds to kill enough of these that they're not going to hit as hard in close combat. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a good unit. Uh, and it's really, I think it's better, better used against vehicles than anything else, but it definitely has like a solid use of just like a cruise missile against, you know, higher elite units without a whole lot of shooting that can't overwatch properly. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you're hitting something in the second round of, of a melee combat where they they can't overwatch and suddenly these guys pop up over up and over and they're like okay i'm i'm not failing a six inch charge into your back line and then at initiative eight it, it can be vicious but as you say they're a lot more fragile now with that three up save because even against Volkite, the amount of wounds you lose on a three up save versus a two up save yeah you just gotta force saves yeah. and they're reliably gonna lose a few and yeah. a few is are they two? They're three wounds, though, aren't they? Three wounds. Yeah, like they they are tougher to kill. But again, you at seventy points a piece or eighty points a piece, like you knock off two out of a five man unit. That's then you're, then they're only three are hitting. Then fine, you can eat that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you can force a disordered charge, like you know breachers or you know some of the shenanigans Imperial Fist can get up to. You're cutting away a, a full third of their combat ability there, or half if they're charging a, a weapon skill four unit. Yeah, the the other thing too that they like they've got, uh, I guess no, that's that's Overwatch for shooting, isn't it? I'm just trying to think like who can who can gang up in Overwatch for charges. I think I don't think anyone uh, can. Mechanicum, Mechanicum can. That's only if you shoot them though. If you shoot them, they can all shoot you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just don't shoot independent characters. Mechanicum, they will fuck you up in response. <laughs> but, but again, like the, we talked about, you know, what is what is a hard matchup against um, custodians? And you said Mechanicum. Like, well, you're not. I'm not getting any Overwatch back. Most of my shooting is AP three. With there's a lot of AP two in it. Don't get me wrong, but um, the moment you hit my line, my Mechanicum just fall pieces. I think. And I think that's the that's what's going to happen, and it comes down to like how resilient can you be, and how long can you hold up against like two or three custodian guard or 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 uh, sword and board versions hitting you simultaneously. Most people can't. Yeah, like you almost got to build for it to an extent. Yeah, and that's even before you look at the elite infantry units like the Aquilons or the Heteron, which, you know, that's that's another step up. And kind of feels like overkill, to be honest. Yeah, and I'm just looking at, um, well, like, well, let's look at the Aquilons next. Like, they're the, the Terminators. Three wounds, toughness five, only three attacks. 
um, two up save, leadership 10, movement seven, slow guys. Um, but they're bulky four, so they'll, they'll do well against, let's say, Night Lords who are trying to outnumber them. But 290 points for three. Now, I just I just don't know if that's that's worth it. I mean, they're definitely more survival. They got three wounds. They got two up saves. They've got four up invulns. But yeah. Oh, and it's another ninety points for each additional terminator on top. So you're you're Ooh, paying a, lot. a premium for for strong saves. Um, and again, you know, their, their weapons are pretty good. Like their the power talon is is free. You, you're gonna have to switch between the power talon or the the power fist, uh, solarite. So it's either strength five AP two with shred at initiative, or you get a strength ten AP one, you know, rock'em sock'em glove. And just looking at you, you can get an athletic destructor for fifteen points and a fire pike for fifteen points. Or actually, now you can run them with two power talents or a talent and, and fist. That actually might be the better melee version. But still, at ninety points apiece, I'm not. I'm not sure it's worth it. What do you, What do you think, Alex? From the from the other side of it, the fist is so good. It's just so good. Like it, it was brilliant in 1.0, especially with how custodians could soak up damage, or even with the shields, lessen the attacks back. I don't know. It's. I, I feel like in 2.0, you you want to get all your attacks out at I5 so that you. You know, you kill Marines before they can strike you back. But as you say, the fist is is so good. Is it worth waiting to initiative one to slap someone with a, a strength 10 AP1 hit? From an Imperial Fist player, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, it's just, it's such a, oh, same reason why I take, I take fists on my tacticals. It's just like this, this, weapon solves most problems for me and yes there's a chance i'll get gibbled first turn in a in a charge don't get me wrong but uh, or a challenge but it just it it solves problems and like <laughs> the talon's good don't get me wrong like the strength strength 5 ap2 melee shred talon is a solid option it's just it's a it's a weaker power fist you're not insta-killing anything um so when you do run into those, and again, most most elite armies have a ton of two wound vet type models. You know, whether it's uh, you know Phoenix Terminators, because we keep just beating this with a dead horse. Because I don't know why my army is taken most of the most of the examples tonight. <laughs> but uh, you, uh, next. <laughs> you kill. You know, uh, so it, your your power talent is going to hit five or six times. You know, <laughs> per model. Um, but uh, you're gonna you're going to do two to three wounds with that once it gets through wounds and saves. Um, you know, you're wounding on threes. That's a 66% wound pool. Um, you're hitting 89% of the time, wounding 66% of the time, and then they're saving 30% of the time. Uh, like, <clears throat> you know, what makes it through is going to do wounds, but it's not going to eliminate models, whereas a power gauntlet gets through, it's toast. It just insta-kills. And so for that reason, and you run into a squad of Varengear or uh, what's your what's your specialty done? What's oh, your the inner bill? circle? Bill, what's oh, yours? Oh, the, the Husk Girls? 
Huskarls, yeah. You run into a squad of Huskarls, and they've got like a three-up invul or four-up invul. Three-up. <clears throat> Those get through, you're insta-killing something. There's no, like, you know, your your wound and your lethality goes up substantially with a with a power gun, like, comparatively to a Talon. And so that's still, it's still my, my, my personal take. Hmm. The other thing is interesting with the Terminators is they feel like they don't have as many of the disadvantages as like a similar uh, cataphracti. Like they, they've got skirmish, so you can spread them out three inches. They're heavy, so they can't run. But they, they act. I've looked up their uh, the armor for the equivalent, and it just says two up, two up save, four up invul. So you can sweep. It, it, it's it's moving fast again. It's it's not moving as fast as the line troops, but movement seven, it's it's pretty tough. Is... And bulky four, it is. What range weapon are you taking on them? Well, see, that's that's the the thing. You it comes stock with the Lastrum Storm Bolter, so twenty four inch range, strength five, AP four with shred. But you can swap it out for 15 points for Athratic Destructor, so AP3, Strength 5, but Instant Death, Armor Bane. Uh, a Fire Pike for 15 points, that's, I think it's a Torrent 8, Torrent 12, Strength 6, AP6, Flamer. But I don't know, I feel like the if you're going dedicated melee, the best option might be switching it out for a Power Talon. you got the Fist in one hand, the Talon in the other, you're adding an extra attack because neither are specialist weapons, so you're you're back up to four attacks, and then you have that luxury of choosing. Okay, am I going to punch him at initiative one, and you know all the reasons you listed, or am I facing against tacticals? And yeah, I, I really just want to call their faces out at initiative five. What am I going to pick? Oh, and I got four attacks base at, at just to boot. Hmm. So it's. I, I, it's I, I, I I don't disagree to be honest. I just like fire pikes. <laughs> fire pikes are are the coolest flamers I've seen though. Interesting enough, they've lost deep strike, so that you you can't just naturally deep strike them. You you have to purchase either from you know getting a warmonger from allies, or getting the Baldor and Tribune can purchase at 125 points, deep strike for three units plus characters. So yeah, they're slow, but Aquilons, I think, are, are that rock at the center of your army that can take a lot of damage and then dish it out. So what about those uh, going for more of the mobility options? What about the uh, Venatari? The Venatari are in an interesting place. Like in, in 1.0, their spear was like a normal spear. And their shield was sort of a power axe without AP2 and without unwieldy. But in 2.0, the, the shield doesn't have a melee profile. And the spear benefits has much of the benefits that we've talked about for Custody's close range weapons. But, but yeah, the, the shield is interesting because it, it gives minus two strength to anything that shoots at them. So if, if you're facing, let's say, Solar Ox, and you know, you've got this firing line of LAS rifles, their strength of the LAS is now strength one. And so you can really just jet up to some poor Solar Ox player and be like, well, your, your stuff does nothing against my toughness five, and start slaughtering them. Um, 
but yeah, it's interestingly worded that you have to have at least half of your squad with the shield for it to take effect. So I've seen some guys talk like, okay, well, we'll take four with shields and then two with spears for the, the AP2 part. Um, but the other interesting thing is, is they're one of the units that has the Misericord. So it's it comes standard on some units like the Venatari or the Shield Captains, and I think they have Taron. Um, but basically what it is is strength four, flat, no armor uh, piercing, but it's instant death. Hmm. So in, in theory, you could have these guys with shields tank a ton of shots, run up to somebody's Praetor, and then shank him at initiative five, and if he fails just one armor save, he's gone. But they are pretty expensive at 230 points apiece. Their movement's eight, bulky four. They have deep strike. Uh, they can activate their jump harness to move, I think it's 14 inches. It's 14 or 16. Um, yeah, two wounds, but a three up, six up save is the issue. And they're 70 points apiece. A little pricey, but lots of mobility. And with that minus two to strength shooting, you're definitely going to be, uh, I think, in a good spot where you can weather a lot of the storm. Yeah. And honestly, they're, they're one of our better... I, I, but better shooting, but not so much better shooting. Like, they're, they're very short-ranged. Like, both their lance and their pistols are have 12-inch range, but it's strength seven, AP4 rending six plus so you can get a lot of firepower out at these very short ranges but it sort of creeps into the same field as with the telemon storm cannon is well if i'm going to shoot these guys at 12 inches and possibly get a return fire reaction on me why don't i just charge them and yeah. kill them in melee so yeah, they're, they're they're in an interesting place i, I feel like i feel like were, that Sorry, I feel like that—that's the question the entire army asks every turn. <laughs> yeah, sort of seems like and, that. Yeah, and especially against well, either shooting armies or armies that can shoot. And we'll take Raven Guard. Raven Guard with all its shrouded shenanigans or cover shenanigans. Raven Guard can shoot, and if you shoot back at them, they get saves and. You know they can negate the shooting. Custodians aren't in that place. If we shoot things, they can shoot back, and we get hurt. And you know if something shoots at us. Our stuff isn't really designed to have that back and forth at the return fire or the Overwatch level. It's keep your head down, take some shots, mourn Johnny who who dropped, but just ram into their line as fast as you can and just carve up face. Well. I know there's one particular dude that I want to hear about as the man himself, and that is Valdor. Now, Valdor is in a very interesting place. I, I wasn't expecting him to get Primark. Um, and from a lore perspective, I, I would argue he shouldn't be a Primark. But, but I like... I like how the Primarch rules have interacted with him. Like he's he's now bulky four because of Primarch. You can't affect any of his stats. He kind of feels like a Primarch light, like at 350 points. I'm trying to think if there's any Primarchs who are cheaper than that or 
at that same level. I'm thinking maybe Lorgar. Uh, I want to say Lorgar's around the 400 mark for for something. Now you got to get me checking. Yeah, because Alex, how much is Thanguinius and Fulgrim? Why you got to do me like this, boo? <laughs> <laughs> four thirty-five and four sixty-five. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Because yeah. again, Valdor, he's he's not quite at the Primarchs level, but just like in 1.0, he's head and shoulders above the first captain level. Like if you say, okay, well, we'll, we'll throw him against Raldran or Sigismund, you know, the, the usual suspects. He he beats them, and, and and handily. But I also don't feel like he's kitted out for Primarch hunting. It's it's odd. Like he's, he's got the usual movement eight. His weapon skill is seven. Um, ballistic seal strength, toughness, and wounds is is five across the board. Uh, initiative is six, but because he's Primarch, he will be the warlord. And if he's in challenges, that means he's initiative seven. So that's that's pretty good. Um, attacks five, turns to six with initiative. Or sorry, with the warlord trait. Um, yeah, but he he's in an odd place. Because he still has the lightning blows that has been taken off everything from one point except for him. So any hits of six generates another attack. Um, but they don't in turn then generate more and more attacks. So don't worry, he's, he's not going to roll up with with uh, 30 attacks if you're extremely lucky. Um, the Apollyon Spear has been, I think, slightly nerfed from first edition. First edition it had Molecular Severance, which... I think it was them seeing how Murder Strike would work, because Molecular Severance was four up to wound would give instant death or a pen on anything. So I I saw him once duel a Profiron for two turns and kill it, because he's just swinging at it and be like, all right, here's a pen, deal with it. Oh, here's a pen, deal with it. Um, But yeah, it, and again, it's it's still decent now. Like, it's Strength plus two, so it's a strength seven weapon. It's AP two, um, murder strike four plus, lightning blows six up. So it, for a primary weapon, it's 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 decent. It doesn't have oh, and the other part of Nectar Severance was any successful invulnerable saves had to be re-rolled. Now I'm I'm kind of sad they they took that away, especially when some guys still have rules like that, like Marduk. Marduk still has his your invulnerable save counts as one less to a minimum of of six plus. But still, you know, Valdor will will hit hard, and, and he can take stuff too. Like, sure, he's he's tough as five, so most of the Primarch class will be wounding him on twos. But he's got two up armor save and a three up invulnerable save. Anyone within visibility of him or locked in the same combat uses his leadership characteristic for any sort of test. So, hey, if you're bringing along allied librarians, enjoy his leadership ten. And he's got counterattack one, which is which is interesting. So, couple him with the the nemesis rule that he'll he'll benefit from. I think he's in a very decent place. Definitely not. Oh, you know, walk him up to any enemy primer can kill him, but he he'll survive long enough for the rest of your units to come and together they'll they'll take down whatever you have to fight. Oh, and then he can get a teleport transponder array that I talked about earlier. So for 120 
25 points, so that'll push him up to 475. Uh, he, any characters attached to the units, and three units of five Legio Custodes can teleport 425 points. The limitations being no dreadnoughts. So, because you put me on the spot, um, average is 465. Um, there's a couple 440s, like Gulliman. 435 for Dorn is the cheapest on the Loyalist side. Most of the trader starties are all 465 or higher. Uh, Segwitius is 485. So he's on the higher side. So this puts Valdor basically with his transponder real close to Sanguinius. Yeah. Lorgar's four fifteen or four forty transcended. So the, the big big difference here is like he's he's ballistic skill strength, toughness, wounds are all five for Valdor versus six for the Primarchs. Yeah. Um, he's got depending on your more melee centric Primarchs, he's got one less attack. The most of them are around six to seven. He's at five Inish six. Again, compared to like the faster Primarchs, uh, Jagatai or or Fulgrim or even Russ, you know they're they're in seven to nine. Uh, weapon skill seven is kind of mid range for most most melee Primarchs. Um, I yeah, he just doesn't he doesn't seem to hit as hard. He you know like the melee Primarchs were really what's setting them apart now is their access to brutal, uh, you know Vulcan uh, instant death uh, stuff like that that kind of puts them over the edge. But uh, he does have Murder Strike 4-up, which actually is very good for most non-Primarchy type duels. But uh, the, I th honestly, the, to be honest, you kind of covered it right at the end there. The access to the transponder where is really what sets him out. is like, basically, it gives you a right of war that allows you to deep strike Valdor in three units. Which is awesome. Um, on turn one. Which means, like, you're worried about your turn two charge. Now you got to worry about three unit turn one charges. Good luck. And, like, again, the army is built for this, really, when you look at it. Like, you know, I'm going to take nine custodian guards in Valdor, or six Heteron, and six Aqualon well, Terminators. That's, that, that's the catch, is it specifically says you can only take units of max five. Okay, so, five. So it's not as good as... Because <laughs> that was my first thought, too. It's like, oh, I'll just teleport 33 infantry, including a Primarch, in someone's face. Sure, overwatch me. Sure, intercept me. I don't care. I've got bodies to spare. And it's like, oh, only, only five. But that's still pretty good. Especially when, like you say, Bill, that's, that's turn one charges right out of teleportation right yeah. there. Yeah, I know that's that's wild. And don't get me wrong; like I know my army itself can throw a lot of interceptor out, uh, but I don't know if I have enough interceptor to kill three squads of custodes and Valdor. So no matter what, I know they're going to break into my line, and it's probably going to be a mess after that. I bet you it'd be pretty similar to playing like uh, Armin's Armin's drop list. Yeah, because all of his stuff can charge, right? Some of it's got to sit. I think well, that's, Isn't that how it works. That's the that's the other thing is, okay. So let's say I take Valdor with with three infantry squads, whether they're Aquilon line, who cares? But if I take stuff like the Venatari and this and the jet bikes to round out my army, they've got deep strike natural. So okay, what 
what are you going to intercept? What are, what are you going to shoot at? And when everything's just boom down in the face for 125 points plus, you know, extras. Just hide two squads of three man shields in a ruin somewhere out of line of sight for turn one and then turn two drop uh, 2200 points of go fuck yourself on someone. <laughs> Surprise! No doubt. That's a that's a tough list to deal with. Yeah, tough. I like that. That that's kind of a neat little thing. I guess just to uh, just to get a, a sense, what is before we kind of wrap up here? What is everyone's favorite unit based off what we've talked about? I know I know what mine is for sure. Um, I can go I can go first just because what really piqued my interest is that being comparable to my uh, Proteus speeders, but it's those little, it's those little bastard uh, palace. palace grab attacks. Yeah. Those are just so cool. Like they look awesome model wise and just rule wise. They, they seem amazing. I don't know why, why you wouldn't be taking a ton of them at least like at least six. Well, and I've got three, and you know, thanks to our conversation here, I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to get some more. Yeah, Absolutely. they're they're beautiful. Yeah, that's my favorite. What about uh, yourself, Alex? Delmon, because it got nerfed into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I yeah, I won't lie. If you've been uh, if you've been touched in bad places by the Telemon, you're probably not sad to hear them getting uh, getting kind of hurt with the nerf, but. Still a nice model. So my my favorite is actually the Achilles. Even though I talked about how it's not point efficient, it's still my favorite model. Uh, I think its its rules were great. They are good now. It's just not as point efficient as it really could be or should be. Yeah. But it's my favorite model right now. And yourself, Scott? Yeah, and and for me, and and we we didn't go over it, but so I'll do it very quick. The Heteran Guard have such a potential for for modeling because they don't have an official model yet or quite frankly i don't think they'll have it ever because the wardens are such a great kit for it but they're basically the line troops on steroids because the they've got three wounds same stats access to the same gear except for they come stock with meridian swords which i, I don't know who designed them and I don't know why they're free on Shield Captains and Heteron, but I'll take them. Because w- what they are is basically swords that you can pick three mods for. One is Strength User, but Rage 3. So if you run three of these guys into a tactical squad, sure you're outnumbered, you can dish out just a crap load of attacks. Or a... Um, what is it? The And they've got funky names for each of the stances, too. And then one is you lose all your attacks but one, but it's strength 10, AP 1, instant death. Or the the one that, quite frankly, most people will use, which is strength plus one, murder strike four. Oof. And so if, if you have 10 of these, you know, five to 10 of these guys just running across the field with Valdor, you're killing Dreadnoughts, you're killing two wound models, you're, you're threatening Primarchs, quite frankly with just this insane amount of attacks. Their, their only downside is they're, you know, they don't have line. Oh, no. Um, they've got the two-up, six-up, like the, the standard custodians. And there's 70 points apiece. So, but 
they're beautiful. Like if if they make it in, they'll mulch stuff. So, but mm. I'm biased. I've I've got a bunch of them. I'm still debating whether or not keep some of them with fists, but fists are thirty points a piece now. So we'll see. Yeah, I like I like the flavor. Just like out of the blue, Forge World's like and GW's like, oh, here's this brand new Heteron Guard Squad with. Uh, weapons options that they've never had before and models that don't exist. Like here's your one conversion option. Give her, have fun. And it's like a it's a juicy elite's choice. It's crazy expensive, but it does so much work when it hits. I actually really like that as a choice. Hmm. Yeah, and I've got some ideas for twin swords that I want to play out, but we'll, we'll see where I go with them. It'll be awesome to see what you do with them. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Well, I think I think that kind of. I'm glad you mentioned the Terran Guard there at the end. I kind of forgot about them to be honest. There is a lot of uh, a lot of shiny stuff we were talking about, so kind of <laughs> fell off the radar for me. But um, I, I really appreciate the time, Scott. And if you've been, uh, you know, following along with us here, uh, definitely let us know in the comments what your favorite units are uh how you know your overall impressions of the army if you're a custodies player let us know if you're running something uh, specific or if you're running a ton of those pals grab attacks uh just yeah we definitely like uh, interacting with you on the social it's it's always always good but yeah definitely uh thanks for the time scott it's uh very much appreciated to hear it from active players playing these armies it's nice to have subject subject matter experts talking to us about everything that makes the army tick so oh that was a blast and yeah it's it's been fun being on here thanks for having me and uh yeah it's been great listening to some of the the other podcast stuff it's it's been it's been nice to to listen to it just as your hobby and you're thinking over stuff oh okay that's that's new and even this this conversation tonight you know the palace is you know that that leapt out onto onto the the screen for me too so good stuff Oh, that's awesome. Again, um, also, thanks, Alex, for jumping on with us. Anytime. So, and then, yeah. Um, and, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening and tuning in. And we will definitely keep up with the Sweet Sweet Heresy. There will be a Libra Imperium Part 2 coming in the next little while. We'll be talking about Assassins and Sisters and uh, all the other goodies in that book, so... It'll be fun. Absolutely. We will catch you guys later. Catch you later. Have a good night.